Hello authors, I'm Joanne Morell, children's and young adult fiction writer and author of Short Nonfiction for Authors. Thanks for joining me for the Hybrid Author Podcast, sharing interviews from industry professionals to help you forge a career as a hybrid author, both independently and traditionally publishing your books. You can get the show notes for each episode and sign up for your free author pass over at the Hybrid Author website to discover your writing process, get tips on how to publish productively and get comfortable promoting your books at www.hybridauthor.com.au. Let's crack on with the episode. I hope you're all keeping well in whatever part of the world you reside and listen to the podcast in. Today's episode is with children's author Shan Turner on juggling writing and kids. Mother of three, Shan shares how her books and babies have complemented each other over the years, challenges of being a writer whilst parenting, and her tips on juggling writing and other commitments, as well as talking about her work and publishing journey. So in my author adventure this past week, I've been working hard on book one in my middle grade fiction series. It's meant to be humorous and I'm finding it so, so that can only be a good thing. If I'm entertaining myself, maybe I'm going to be entertaining others. But I also just wanted to say that yesterday is meant to be one of my days where I work on my hybrid author business and write and um, not at the day job and I was just spent it had been quite a busy week and I was I just felt exhausted and I just wanted to say that if others out there are listening and they feel that way it's okay to have weeks where you are struggling to find energy and time to create to work on your author business your hybrid author business and I just wanted these were the words that I kind of said to myself you know let it go productive days are on the horizon today I can't today needs to be about this for me recognize you need to rest recognize and release you will be okay it will all be okay And in the words of Davina Bell's gorgeous picture book, tomorrow is another day. So I just wanted to share those words because that was how I was feeling yesterday. Like I had a million and one things I should have been doing. And instead I was watching Peaky Blinders on the couch. And I recognised that is what I needed to be doing. My body and mind needed it. And I knew I'd be back on the horse the next day feeling better for having rested rather than pushing through that feeling to keep going. Uh, with the things that needed to get done. It was kind of a good thing to reflect on, especially with our topic today, which is, you know, juggling kids and writing, but also commitments in writing and everything else that life we have in our lives. It's, it's a busy life and a full life and that's great, but sometimes it's hard to do it all, be all. Uh, you just need to take those moments for yourself and yeah, recognize when you need them. Don't feel guilty for having them. You are more rejuvenated for resting. So if you love the podcast or any of the episodes has helped you further in your author career, you can now pay it forward by buying me a coffee over at www.buymeacoffee.com slash thehybridauthor. Capital T, all cats hybrid and capital A for author. So some people have, have mentioned that they've struggled to find that link or find me on Buy Me A Coffee. 
So the links for, for that can be found in the show notes and at the top of my social media pages. So hopefully by me adding this link in these areas, you can simply click on it and go to the page to let me know. But please let me know if you're still having issues. Or you can leave me a review on Pay It Forward by leaving me a review on whatever platform you listen to the podcast on. Nothing big, just a line or two to let me and others who write like you know how the podcast is helping further your author career. Let's all support each other. So that's enough from me. Let's crack on with the episode. Shan Turner is an Australian children's author seeking to create stories that inspire, educate, encourage and entertain. She has three picture books that have been traditionally published, as well as a few short stories that have appeared in the New South Wales Education Department School magazine. She has a certificate in children's book writing through Open Universities and completed courses with Sue Whiting and Pamela Freeman at the Australian Writers' Centre. When Shan isn't parenting her three beautiful children, writing or working, you can find her navigating how to trade the stock market, painting her house, tending to her garden or running on the hockey field. Stunning bio, Shan. Welcome to the Hybrid Author Podcast. Thanks so much, Joe, for having me on. I've listened to a few of your episodes and I find the podcast is such a wonderful resource for the writing community. So thank you for your dedication in producing such great content for listeners who are looking at embarking on a career as an author. Yeah, well, thank you. That's yeah. uh, making me blush. <laughs> well, you have, you've achieved a lot. How is it you came to join the, the writing and publishing industry? Well, it actually never struck my mind that I could write children's books, books as part of my career and part of my life. When I left school, I actually became a physiotherapist and uh, worked in the hospital setting. Writing, though, has always been a part of who I am. So even in this clinical role, I decided to embark on my PhD, uh, completed that, and uh, then my children came along, my Mm. three children. We moved to a rural area and it was in a mother's group that I met another mum who was writing and she had started a writing group on a Sunday afternoon once a month. Oh, wow. (laughs) And it was through that first um, meeting that I met others who had a similar interest in writing stories for children, which is something that I was loving doing on the side of children and writing up a PhD. Along with a couple of the others, we joined the Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators, which is a fantastic international organisation. And being very enthusiastic and keen, I went up to Perth, which is five hours from where I live, and went to my first uh, meeting with them and then on to a Rottnest retreat with other authors and illustrators. And I felt like I'd found my tribe, to tell the truth. It was just really a fantastic opportunity. And everybody was so encouraging and so helpful. And I was really fortunate that I had a chance to have a couple of critiques with uh, editors of traditional publishing houses. And they were very, very generous to me as a newbie author. And I guess I haven't stopped or looked back since then. So that's such an incredible journey. Wow. <laughs> and I, I remember when I first joined us and I think I, we were in a critique group together at Squibby and I, I've always just been such a fan of your work. It's just always been incredible when I've read it. I've been like, wow. And it's, and it stayed with me as well, as well as uh, I read your books to my kids. So congratulations. 
<laughs> so you've you've you know you mentioned in your bio there you well you've got three picture books and three beautiful children so three seems to be working for you can you tell us uh you know how obviously you've said you've picked up writing through uh, your mother's group and things which is great so how have your books and your babies over the years you know how have the two complemented one another oh, I guess I heard a really good quote actually from George Bernard Shaw which is that um, we don't stop playing because we grow old we grow old because we stop playing and I I guess for me I felt like that my children have kept me young um, they've kept me in touch with my inner child I guess it's with this heart that I try to write my stories from. So I've got three wonderfully creative kids who love books and I love going down to the library with them and the 20 books we get each each week <laughs> as much for me as they are for the children. So that's been a real positive for me and we're keeping that energy and creativity alive from a child's point of view. I guess... Now my writing aspirations have really grown with my children. So I've got three traditionally published picture books, um, many more in the bottom drawer, I guess, and pull out um, hopefully under consideration with a traditional publisher, but probably rejected, who knows. Um, but along with those, I've started writing longer works of fiction. So been trying my hand at writing junior fiction and for middle grade audience and uh, hope one day those stories will also be ones that I can share with the world. Yeah, so I guess the great thing about having children is you've got an instant beta readership yep. to try and <laughs> And um, I've been really fortunate because my kids have got great class rooms and friends and um, a very supportive librarian at the school. Many of my works I've actually tried out on a full classroom of, oh, of yeah. children which has been <laughs> lots of help to me to see what children really like and I guess to test out the stories which are enjoyed. Yeah so I guess um, I've started off with stories for the age three to seven year old age group and yet yeah, now we're working on longer genres. And, uh, do, you, do you think that's came about because your children have grown as they've grown up and you're reading longer works together or just more the ideas that have come or yes that is it's also I think um a personal um, I love I love having personal challenges and for me I guess when I went to a couple of these um Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators meetings as well as the CYA conference in Queensland who went across to there I could see that most children's book authors don't stick to just one genre. They they write across genres. And I figured, well, if I really want to become an author and have my work out there, maybe I need to try and see if I can write longer stories as well. So that was actually a personal challenge to start with. And I've really enjoyed making that jigsaw puzzle of a longer story come together with different characters, enriching my characters and um, using my words to paint a picture rather than illustration in a picture book. That's great. And do your kids, uh, like you said, you've tested out your work on them. Do they provide you feedback? Like if they're like, oh, no, mum, I don't like that. Or or they're like, tell us more, (laughs) mum. Yeah, yeah, they've been fantastic. They're very encouraging, which is always nice. And I guess my eight-year-old particularly has a very cheeky sense of humor so um that helps with the young you know the picture book manuscripts I try to 
often write with a little bit of gentle humour there. So uh, it's whether or not he gets that or not is, is really helpful. Too. Yes, you're known for your mum jokes, aren't you, I've heard. <laughs> yeah, I've actually seen your post as well on social media. <laughs> Yeah, that was yeah, that's just been a fun challenge, I guess. Over, um, over, I just started off with a joke a day for the month of May, um, but it has been fun to try. It actually started with me writing, trying to come up with a joke and put it on the toilet door for the, for the children for the, each morning in May and and I guess it was a good way to keep my creativity alive and then yeah that was quite fun because I ended up on radio yeah. telling wow. jokes. <laughs> How did that come about? <laughs> yeah I guess it yeah, it's, it's one of those funny things. Meeting the broadcaster, Andrew Collins, um, he he heard I was doing this challenge of a joke a day for the month of May and thought, oh, that might be just quirky, a, a, a mum, mum joker, let's, let's get her on. So, yeah, so a couple of years I've, I've had airtime with telling corny jokes, which I think have made mum cringe over in Bustleton. <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic because you don't really hear mum mum jokers that much, do you? It's always the dad jokes, you know. <laughs> so I love that. That's fantastic. Well, it sounds like you know your children have complimented your work by you know they inspire you and you share a love of reading and you've bonded over that, which is just fantastic. And and I can relate. And I certainly think of my now ten year old when I'm writing for the older genre and her quirks, and I, I find that they're starting to sort of appear in my work. So yeah, it is. Um, it's good to. To have r- real life muses I suppose <laughs> as inspiration so you know it, it's all wonderful but at times as well as parents and writers and in this day and age there we're, there's so much that women and you know have on their plates did you find was there any challenging moments of being a parent and trying to have a writing career throughout the years and and how did you get through that definitely yes uh, I think the hardest part of motherhood is actually losing that space to think so even though having another human being to care for is the most rewarding thing on earth it's also probably the most demanding I'd say and along in the early years with the sleep deprivation you're juggling so many hats so that first part of you which disappears is the creative impulse and that's a very hard and frustrating um, place to be in so I can certainly relate to all of the other mothers out there who've been who are in that boat at the moment and, and and are trying to forge a career at the same time as care for their children so for me actually I thought my children are getting a little bit older now so the youngest is eight and the oldest is 16 and I thought this time would be a window where as the children are a little bit older I'd have more time to write Um, but for me I admit I've got an extra challenge in that I'm actually a single mum now I haven't left my hospital work completely I'm actually working while the kids are at school in more of a hospital administration role so I guess I try and snatch those moments of time and spaces when I can it's important to feel patient in that moment and not feel like the time that you've got is wasted time and just be kind to yourself that's a big part of of motherhood I guess learning just by living with children which is fantastic you're learning what children are like and you learn what they like as well so realizing that soil that moment is is just a space in time where you just let your ideas and stories for me (laughs) (laughs) really being highly active and promoting them is is okay yeah 
Yeah, no, I, I completely connect with that because I, I think about my ki- kids, two kids now, girls, 10 and eight. And I think about past when I was sort of juggling the two. And I think that I would go back and almost give myself a shoulder massage and say, you know, take your time, enjoy the processes of where you are now between the two. And, and especially, like you said, be kind to yourself, because I think that we can self bash, can't we? We should be doing this or we should be with this person. And, and that mother's guilt is is a thing as well isn't it definitely yeah Uh, so is looking back on your writing path and parenting path is there anything you would do I've done differently um like you know managing the two those two aspects of your life or do you feel you 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 know you pretty much had a handle on you were there playful mum with your kids and but you weren't yeah I guess the children have always been my priority and they are and I guess I have tried as well as I can to get up early before the children have woken, written a little bit then and had that quiet space while they were falling asleep, I guess, <laughs> when they were younger, just sitting outside the door while they're trying to settle because they like you being near, but actually having my notebook with me and working on something at the same time. So little moments like that have been helpful. Perhaps I've not fully embraced every moment as a gift, <laughs> frustrated at times. Yeah, but I look back now and I can see that, you know, although seeds of creativity have been sort of smothered by dirt, I'm, I'm actually a gardener, so I'm like, <laughs> you know, during that sort of barren time, it doesn't mean that nothing's growing and you've got to have that time of winter for um, spring and for fruit to, to blossom, I guess. <laughs> so for me, I've been through a little bit of, suffering and grief which we all do I think it's part of the human existence and I guess that time has been very hard but I think it can also be a gift and I hope that um, my characters in the stories that I'm writing have been enriched by that soil that's been dumped on them and I hope that that will bring forth a story which will hopefully heal many children out there which is what my, my plan is I guess one day when they're when they're all published yeah. yeah oh that's beautiful I love that yeah fantastic and so you do you have any tips for writers um, more than what you've shared because you've shared some already who are juggling you know children and other commitments whilst trying to you know not even not even so much have a writing career but to mm-hmm. to be creative I suppose yeah, at the same time yes yeah. I guess the tips are just be someone who's always curious and never never stop learning most authors really are observers I think of the natural world of of what's going on around them I've taken a notebook with me usually or well these days actually with my phone I guess you've got notes on your phone so I'll often make the odd little note and I also do that even at in bed at night time when I'm going to sleep so uh, sometimes I might suddenly get an idea and jot it down and that idea can be gone in the morning so it's always good to do that (laughs) I guess that's the only other thing I can suggest uh, I also find I'm a good list writer so I might not cross off everything on my list in a day but if I can cross off one or two that's related to writing then that feels like it's been a good day yeah that's fantastic thank you for sharing those yeah so you are currently published with wild-eyed press for all three of your picture books um, can you tell us what that publishing path has been like for you oh it's just been wonderful the thrill of having a full book for people to read, not just your manuscript, but complete as just amazing. It's, it's, it's a really wonderful gift to not only yourself, but 
I, I hope it, it is a gift to others as well. So uh, the fact that uh, Wild Eye Press had a vision for these stories, uh, starting off with the first one that was published as uh, Beyond Our Garden Gate, and that's illustrated beautifully by Irene King. And that's a nature play story, and it's a gentle story about a boy and his sister and their delight in exploring the natural world. And so that was inspired very much by what was happening around me and with my children and the imagination games that they were playing uh, in the bush. And so for them to sort of see that vision come alive with the imagination being written, but the pictures, what's actually illustrated in, in what was happening in the real world was really lovely. And uh, through that, uh, Wild Eye Press are uh, an Australiana a smaller boutique publisher, which um, distributes to, uh, I guess, tourist bureaus and shops around Australia and also Christmas Island, and um, they often have their uh, work in, in normal bookshops too, but they have a slightly different market. And so everything that they publish has an Australian slant to it, and I guess that's been fantastic to have three of my books with that unique Australian tone to them um, in the animals and in the characters and also in our wonderful countryside. That's amazing. Yeah, they're fantastic books. And I have seen them when we've been out on our caravan trips up and down in the, the stores as well. So yeah, no, they're great. <laughs> have you, um, the illustrations for each of them are just fantastic. Like they are really unique as well in style, as well as obviously the writing and the story. Uh, yeah. how, did you have, were you involved in that process at all of, of being consulted? This is who we're having or, or really, you know, it was just a finished product kind of thing. Or well, was it collaborative? Yeah. It was kind of more collaborative perhaps than some traditional publishers. So the first two stories basically, well, they, they were chosen by the publisher, the illustrator. So Can I Come to Eliza Lewis, uh, illustrated by Rebecca Cool. I don't know if you know her, um, but she's also just incredibly amazing with her illustrations. She's quite award-winning with, with what she produces. So that was a real buzz to have my second book published by someone like um, illustrated by someone like Rebecca. The third story, A Well of a Day in Botany Bay, the publisher had an illustrator lined up and unfortunately that publisher, that illustrator became quite unwell and wasn't able to finish the illustrations for the story and so gave that book back to the publisher and said, look, I just can't finish it. Um, this story will need another, another illustrator, which is very, very sad. But the uh, publisher asked me, had I met anyone at Rottnest Retreat that might suit the story? So I got a chance to mention a fellow called Peter Ryan, whose work I saw at, at Rotto. There was an um, illustrator's gallery and we had a chance to see different people's works and just that wonderful, quirky, bright, colourful more cartoon style really suited the characters I felt for a while of the day and he did an absolutely amazing job as well for that third story so yeah it's been amazing great great process great publishers very encouraging and supportive and also very collaborative so I felt yeah very fortunate to have them as my first publishers 
Yeah, I, I Peter Ryan style as well. I just love and and we're very lucky that he he did the mural at our school um, for us, so we get to enjoy that when I drop my kids to school. And um, Rebecca Cool, I don't know her personally, but her style is just it's so unique and it's just stunning. I, I absolutely love that as well. So was it quite a quick process as well? Like from when you obviously you you signed a contract and um for the book to come out, was it quite? What was the time frame? Oh, Do you remember? Well. For each of the stories, I would say it was about two and a half to three years, really. So wow. it is quite a long process. I, I say that on average. So what actually happened was a well of a day in Botany Bay was actually the first story contracted with Wild Eye Press, but because of the uh, difficulty with health of the original illustrator, uh, that was actually the last story I've had published. And um, the first story was kind of the second one that was contracted and and vice versa. (laughs) It ended up being about three years for each of them. Um, But, but yeah, I guess it just takes time, doesn't it? So from from that first moment of having a story there, then there is that process of having the illustrations, um, a storyboard done, and then the final product and then marketing and then releasing at the right time with other stories that they're releasing and uh, what suits their list. So it's been fantastic, though, really yeah. great three stories out there. Oh, that's great. Yeah, no, three fabulous stories as well. So that's wonderful. Um, So as this is the hybrid author podcast, have you, you know, three years per book, that's quite a long time. But so have you ever considered or have you ever uh, self-published any of your books? Well, uh, it's it's interesting. Before the pandemic, it hadn't crossed my mind at all. Um, uh, but I guess the way the world has changed, um, thinking outside the box, I believe is a, a, a very important um, ingredient to stay relevant in the current environment. And uh, I guess I've, having been very fortunate to collaborate with Rebecca Cool already on a story, also showed her a couple of my other manuscripts. And uh, she saw the vision for two of those stories, which really suit her amazing, bright and colourful, uh, cumulative style of illustration and I guess I had sent them as a thought to have a collaboration with Rebecca prior to the pandemic and I wasn't getting sort of any headwind that's to a traditional publisher. Uh, so I thought, well, why not try this hybrid model? And um, one of the manuscripts I'd sent to a traditional publisher that come back to me to say, we really like this story. We don't want to publish it in the traditional model, but would you be interested in publishing with, I guess, the, the, a publisher that uh, works alongside them, so attached to their traditional publishing house with the same finish on the stories and on the books? Yep. But I guess as, a, as an author, you take on some of the risk as well, uh, a smaller distribution uh, initially, so smaller number of print runs, but that is, I guess, dipping your toe in. And if the book does well, then um, there we go. So, yes, I've got two stories which actually collaborating with Rebecca on. Oh, wonderful. Um, hopefully be out next year. Oh, fantastic. So that, that's what we can expect from Shan Turner in the future, <laughs> these couple of books coming out? Or? Uh, well, hopefully. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, in general, other stories of mine. So, you know, I believe stories have a great power to heal. And, yeah, for me, that 
innermost child of all of us really wants to be seen and also loved. And I hope that the stories that I'm going to produce in more longer works of fiction have characters that um, that young children can relate to, that they can see that even when they're struggling, that they're not alone. I guess let's see where they go, but um, I'd like to bring those stories into light as well and um, inspire children everywhere to believe in their own story. So hopefully you see some of that work from me as well. Oh, that's lovely. And and is it just the children's genres that you focus in? Would you do any women's contemporary fiction or any other kind of genres that you dot around in? Or No, just yeah. children at the moment. Yeah. I think I would have been my eight-year-old self. Right <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I loved how you said at the beginning that, um, oh, you know, I guess you're, the children have brought out like the playfulness in you and kept you young because I just feel aged, I've got to say, <laughs> with my kids. Oh, there's a bit of that, but I feel quite old. <laughs> just from the outside. Yeah. <laughs> that's it but yeah we still we still with the children like I still read to my kids every night and as the years progress that they've you know they've got to a stage where they want to practice their reading skills and it's almost I've almost not been able to let that go you know I'm sort of like no I'm still reading to you you know (laughs) like hogging that so yeah that was wonderful well thank you so much for your time and expertise today Shan that was just incredible um so where, where can our listeners find you and your work on and offline oh thank you it's been great to be on I really appreciate um, being interviewed <laughs> so I guess I do have a website at www.shanturnerbooks.com my, my first name's weirdly spelled this s-i-a-n anyway so shanturnerbooks.com and I'm also on Facebook and at Sean Turner Books and Instagram where I'm most active uh, I've just started to release a couple of YouTube videos to supplement my books. So that's also got the tag Sean Turner Books as well. So, But the books you can buy direct from Wild Eyed Press that are out there at the moment uh, on their website. And they've got, they've got that online shop, but they also distribute to, as I said, tourist bureaus and gift shops and bookstores around Australia and Christmas Island. Fantastic. So the, the the videos you've released on YouTube, is that like little book trailers or of the books and things? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. kind of. I've, I've got book trailers out there on my website. They're not actually officially on YouTube as yet, but um, a book readings and also some teacher's tools. Um, so how you could use these stories yeah. in the classroom. So a, a few ideas of how you can, I guess, go across subjects with story, but also other parts of the curriculum. That's great. And were your kids involved in that as well? The the, the, the yes. thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were. Yeah. So the book trailers, the kids are all in the book trailers that I've got out there. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Well, that's great. We'll definitely check that out. But thanks again, Jan. <laughs> Thank you. So there you have it, folks, the absolutely beautiful and brilliant Shan Turner. And if you haven't read any of Shan's books, go out and buy and read them now, because like me and my family, you'll treasure reading them forever. So next time on the podcast, we have award-winning indie-produced screenwriter and author Tammy Gross. Tammy, known as The Scriptpreneur, is the founder of Wow Hollywood, where she helps authors, speakers, coaches, and screenwriters turn their dream story into a Hollywood movie.
and Tammy's going to be talking to us about how she converted an award-winning screenplay into a best-selling novel. So that's coming up next time. And that's it from me. Bye for now. That's the end for now, authors. I hope you are further forward in your author adventure after listening, and I hope you'll listen next time. Remember to head on over to the Hybrid Author website at www.hybridauthor.com.au to get your free author pass. It's bye for now.